Welcome to Direct Impact, where we discuss the various ways our mental health and quality of life intersect. I'm your host, Andrea Epstein, licensed professional counselor, master's addictions counselor, and certified sex therapist. Think of our time together as focused self-reflection mixed with insight, passion, and empowerment. Now, take a deep breath. Now let's dive in and see what impacts you today. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Direct Impact Podcast hosted by Andrea Epteen, and we are with Eric DeRosa today. I am so excited to have him, and we're going to be talking about how to survive and then thrive. We're going to be talking about all kinds of great things today, so I'm super excited for our audience, and thank you to Eric for coming on the podcast. Remembering that on the Direct Impact Podcast, we explore all the many, 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 many ways we might enhance our mental health and leave a positive and life-giving impact in our wake. Eric DeRosa, known by friends as Yoda. I love it. And I'm going to be asking about that. He is the founder and CEO of From Survivor to Thriver, a mental health advocate and speaker and co-host of the popular podcast From Survivor to Thriver. Through his work, Eric is upending and front end of the mental health space and building a bridge between those who seek resources and those who provide both help and hope. I love that. Each week on his podcast, he tackles different mental health topics through honest and relatable kitchen table conversations with real people who are helping to shatter mental health stigmas and find their voices. He aims to normalize discussions around mental health topics and remind his audience they are not alone. There is strength in community and it's perfectly okay to not always be okay. I love that. And I'm, we're going to dive deeper into that intro. I've got a million questions. And one of the things I had to highlight is this one part that talks about strength and community, because I know that we've talked about that on our podcast a lot. And I love that you're offering that to your audience and your listeners and today to our audience as well. I just truly believe that being open and being honest and being willing you know, honesty, openness, willingness, the how, and entering that into community is a recipe for recovery and self-discovery. So I just, I love what you're about. And our main topic today is being vulnerable is a strength. All right. Did I get all that right, Eric? You did. You did. And uh, good morning from high up here in the Rocky Mountains in Colorado. And Andrea, thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm really excited for our conversation this morning. Me too. And I love the, you know, kitchen table conversation because that's that's what I'm about. I got my coffee right here. It's early morning in the Rockies for you. So um cheers. Let's let's have a fun yeah, conversation. I've got my <laughs> cup of coffee right next to me. And yes, it's the same as our podcast. It's as though somebody walked into the room and they stumbled upon my co-host Mark and I and our guest having a conversation around the table about whatever mental health topic happened to pop into our minds on that particular day. So yeah, let's run with it. Let's run with it. Okay. But I got to ask first, Yoda, your friends call you Yoda. <laughs> now that's a, that, Hey, that's a big, big, big 
a lot of big shoes to fill. You're just pretty amazing. So tell me about it. Yeah. So first of all, it was a nickname that was bestowed upon me, not a nickname that I gave to myself. I always like to clarify that. I was probably 25 living in New York City at the time. Uh, I was uh, a banker back in those days. And I remember my wife and I were at a friend's house and having dinner. We were sitting around the dinner table and my friend's wife looked at me and she said, you know, you're just like Yoda. Every time we ask you a question, you always seem to know the answer. And so it really became an inside joke between the four of us. They would call me Yoda. And then it kind of morphed into we'd be out in, you know, we'd be out in a loud restaurant or something. My wife, in order to get my attention, my name is you know not the most recognizable or memorable. And I often don't respond to it just with all the ambient noise around. And so she started to just kind of say, Yoda, Yoda. And I would uh, turn around and respond. Well, fast forward to 2011, my wife and I moved out here to Colorado and I started teaching skiing full time. So I decided to throw Yoda on a name tag. A lot of instructors here have nicknames just to see would people rather ski with Eric or would they rather ski with Yoda? And it stuck. And I continue to use it to this day. I have clients who are now in college who still text me. They call me Yoda. I have there are ski instructors here who don't actually know my first name. So it's kind of funny. Mm, I love it. I love it. And it definitely embodies, you know, wisdom and attunement. And so it sounds like people really trust you for that, you know, to bring yeah. that to you. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love it. Okay, listen up. I just need to say how life-changing Canva has been for our team. It packs the value of one, maybe even two, full-time employees saving me thousands. It is valuable money and time that I can put back into my business. Thank you, Canva, for making all the things possible. Use Canva for your social media posts, professional graphics, presentations, digital courses, posters, videos, logos, and much, much, much more. Canva is a must-have for real, y'all. With thousands of professional templates, images, and quality content to choose from, it's like having an experienced graphic designer and content creator in my pocket. With Canva, you can collaborate with your team and tackle projects together in real time. At Lightning in a Bottle and the Direct Impact Podcast, we use Canva for just about everything. And honestly, I don't want to imagine doing business or engaging our amazing community without it. For all these reasons, we have become a Canva affiliate. Please go to our show notes and check out Canva, www.canva.com. Go to our show notes and check them out. And don't forget to use our promo code, IMPACT, to support this podcast. Now, back to the show. Okay, so I am going to just start, and I know that it wasn't a question that I listed out for you, so I apologize in advance for that, but... Being vulnerable is a strength. I would just like for us to kind of dive into that for a second, especially for men. I just feel like it is so important to hover over that statement that vulnerability equals strength. Talk to me about that. Sure. Especially when it comes to men, we're taught from a very, very young age that we need to toughen up. Uh, a friend of mine wrote a book uh, called Boys Do Cry, uh, Sean Coffey. So yes, uh, vulnerability, when I think about it, 
for a very long time, I kept my mental health issues a secret. And I was afraid for other people to see that. I was afraid how people might judge me, how I would be perceived not only by friends and family, but how I'd be perceived in the workplace. And then I started to share my story, person by person by person. And I started to feel like a weight had been lifted from my shoulders. And the more vulnerable I would get, I would also notice that other people started to share their stories with me. And so for me, when I think of vulnerability, each and every time I share my story, I get a little bit stronger. Mm-hmm. And with that strength comes the ability to be an advocate, to have a podcast, to help others walk through their journey. And so vulnerability is to me, the complete opposite of weakness. Vulnerability in in all shapes and forms is, I think, strength at its highest level. And uh, I'm not going to get the lyrics exactly right. I was listening to a song by her. So I was flying to Nashville this past weekend. And, and I'm going to paraphrase. And she said, um, in the corners of a man's mind, uh, you know, lies, you know, vulnerability and it was something along those lines and it it really it struck me to think that it's it's in fact true we kind of hide it we we don't want people to see it it's in the shadows mm-hmm. and uh, a friend of mine uh Tess Johnson who's a podcast guest early on for us actually had an episode and we we titled it vulnerability is cool and and she was trying to to get across this idea that you know it's cool to re- be vulnerable we have to really change the narrative around that uh and it's not it's as i said it's not a sign of weakness it's in fact a sign of strength absolutely i mean i i believe that vulnerability is you know finding courage and i think it's also that the only thing that gives way to true intimacy and so, yes, it's like when you're vulnerable in your story and in your truth, people then feel safe. They want to open up. There is an avenue now that you've created. And it's just it's, it is just truly, I, you know, a beautiful thing. Listen up, Direct Impact Nation. You know how important routine, structure, consistency, and accountability is on the road to recovery and personal discovery. Well, I have developed the perfect companion for you on your journey. My Plan to Recover journal is thoughtfully and specifically designed for the person looking to achieve long-term success in recovery while gaining personal insight, awareness, emotional intelligence, and spiritual integrity. The Plan to Recover journal will help you stay recovery-minded, practice your priorities, and build a healthy relationship with self and others 12 hours at a time. To preview and pre-order your copy today, visit www.lightninginabottle.biz backslash journal. That's www.lightninginabottle.biz backslash journal. And don't forget to get a PTR journal for a friend on their journey too. Direct Impact Nation will save 15% when you use the promo code IMPACT. That's promo code I-M-P-A-C-T. With the purchase of your PTR journal, you will become part of an exclusive community dedicated to recovery and self-discovery. Visit www.lightninginabottle.biz and let us take you from want to to willing and from willing to healing. So you and I are both 
survivors turn thrivers, um, turning trauma into complete growth and inspiration for others. So um, tell me, if you don't mind, a little bit about your journey and your story. Sure. And I love how you say that, turning trauma into growth. Uh, I know a lot of us use the term now post-traumatic growth, and I put myself in that category. Uh, so you know, the quick overview of my story is as far back as I can remember to around the age of seven, anxiety and obsessive compulsive disorder. And for me, the obsessive compulsive disorder manifested itself in intrusive thoughts, which are, as you know, as a professional, uh, play on an endless loop that's for those of us who um, are not being treated for OCD, we often try to push those away, uh, which ends up giving them power. And so I was I was really ruled by those for for you know a few decades. And it wasn't I had never shared my story. I never told anybody what was going on with me. Uh, I lived with that secret for the first thirty three years of my life. And in 2004, I had my first full-blown dissociative episode, and it mm -hmm. was at that point that I really opened up to my wife what was happening. She encouraged me to uh, seek therapy for the first time, and, and that's really when the path of my journey changed. And here I am 50, at 51. Uh, I've had one other dissociative episode pretty close to the first one. Uh, I was diagnosed with uh, childhood emotional PTSD in December of uh, 2021. And, you know, my journey continues. And I, I know we'll talk more about that. But I think the most important part of that was when I finally started to talk about it, when I was finally open and I wasn't hiding anymore. And I decided to change the narrative and and own my story so that my story no longer owned me and and I was in control. Uh, and it's it's been an, an incredible journey. I like to talk about how for such a long time I I always I and I would say it out loud, like, why is this happening to me? Uh and Mm. With the help of friends and therapists and and you know all the different treatment modalities, I've really learned that it's happening. It happened for me, uh, and so that I can be you know, on this show today, speaking with your audience and and sharing, hopefully, uh, a few little nuggets of wisdom as to kind of how I how I changed that path of of my mental health journey and how they can too as well. And I, and I definitely have some specific questions, but I just want, again, to say I love that, that I wanted to own my story. I wanted to reauthor my story. I didn't want my story to own me. I really, I, I think that's huge. And I'm a big believer in narrative therapy. I believe that what you just did was verbal narrative therapy. <laughs> you know, it's like continuing to process um our stories, it is, it's healing and life-giving. And, you know, I believe that OCD, like many um, disorders, is on a spectrum. And I, too, um, as a child, um, elementary level, um, really struggled with OCD. And so I, too, would have some intrusive thoughts. I would be very compulsive about how many times I would chew on either side of my mouth, how many steps I took. I wanted to use my right leg as many times as my left leg. I wanted everything straight and neat and in my control. I, um, you know, I had some other tics that went along with it, too. Um, I was able to overcome that 
in my childhood, but it it definitely it's it's um it's preoccupying and those intrusive thoughts still come up sometimes when I am in fearful situations. So I can go months, I can go long periods of time without an intrusive thought, but if I get too close to like if I'm in a very high place and I get too close to the ledge, the intrusive thought is you're going to jump. Yes. Yes. Um, no. And then I ask myself, is that true? The answer is no, I am absolutely not. <laughs> I will actually do anything in my power not to, but the intrusive thought, you know, is triggered by that fear. And, and so I just, I wanted to share that because I think it's another example to our audience again, that like when you're vulnerable and you share about mental health, it gives another person the opportunity to be vulnerable and tell a little piece of their mental health journey because we're all yeah. on it. You know, Thank I, you so much, Andrea, for yeah, for sharing that. For me, it was all everything had to be done in threes, and <laughs> if if or even or at least well, even yeah. threes and sevens were okay for me for some reason. Okay. Yeah, no, for me it was three, and if I happened to tip over to four, I'd have to start all over again. And and now I look back, and as you had mm -hmm. said, you know, they still will creep in, but now in a in a different way i'll actually welcome them in and say all right you can stay for you know the next like couple of minutes but then you have to go and uh, it's like inviting a friend into your house when you're cooking and you're busy you can you can stay for a very short period of time but i i don't have the i don't have the time to spend a lot of uh, a lot of time and effort with you and now i look back and can't really believe how much of my day you uh you know the intrusive thoughts and the compulsions that came along with it took and how exhausting it was mm -hmm. and how much additional free time i have now in my in my day-to-day -day life that's right that's right have you experienced the deep hurt headache anger and confusion caused by intimacy betrayal has your partner gone outside of the relationship to feed their sexual compulsion or medicate their inadequacies and anxieties do you feel isolated, rejected, deceived, and manipulated? Well, my friend, if you are answering yes, and you have endured one or multiple instances of betrayal, you are not alone. Lightning in a Bottle digital course creators have developed a course for millions just like you, survivors of betrayal trauma. This course is designed for those injured by infidelity and intimacy betrayal. This course is facilitated by yours truly and created to take you from the trauma of discovery into recovery. The Betrayal Trauma Foundations course will equip you with the fundamentals needed to begin the process of recovery and healing. This includes five hours of psychoeducation, independent insight exercises, continuing care resources, and more. Become part of an exclusive community dedicated to restoration and resilience. For pre-launch registration, visit www.lightninginabottle.biz backslash courses this site and pre-registration will save you 15%. For an additional 15%, that is a total of 30% in savings today, enter the promo code IMPACT, that's I-M-P-A-C-T, to receive an additional 15% off. That's a total of 30% off in savings today. So hurry, reserve your spot and save big. Next question, uh, Eric, is what do you mean by meeting yourself where you're at? Ah, yes. Thank you. I love that question. So I think back as a, as a child, I think back to my career 
And often themes would come up. One of those themes, especially in school, uh, was, you know, straight A student on, but on the report card, it always said, uh, needs to learn to get along with others. Doesn't play well with others. Eric speaks out in class, all of those kinds of things. Uh, and you're a therapist, right, would say, well, there's the cry for attention. There's somebody who's trying to uh, have their voice heard, a voice that's not being heard, uh, and it's is often misinterpreted as Eric just can't get along with people, he's angry, things like that. And then into work, and I think all of us hear this, especially when we're in when we're in jobs when we're interacting with colleagues and teams and and it's you know well you need to meet others where they're at you need to meet those other people where they're at and so it really got me thinking especially when we launched our own podcast and i thought i've always heard this my whole life you need to meet other people where you're at but nobody has ever said you need to meet yourself where you're at Mm-hmm. Because when I think about it, unless I meet myself where I'm at, unless I sit down and take an inventory with myself, where am I today? How am I feeling today? Um, how am I? How have I been feeling all week? What do I have coming up? Well, what's going on, job wise, family wise, um, travel wise? There is absolutely no way I can start to meet other people where they're at. And when I look, I look mm-hmm. back over my journey, there were many, many, many times where my anxiety and my OCD were in overdrive and I was wearing the facade. I wasn't, I wasn't even in tune with how I was feeling. So whatever response, whatever reactions, and I use that word, it wasn't responses at the time, whatever reactions I had with colleagues or friends or or people who I would encounter in my my day-to-day life, I really, I felt like I had no real control of it. And and so it's really made me step back and, and do this kind of inventory with myself every day. Where am I at today? And for your audience, it's one of those things um, that changes. It changes from day to day. Sometimes it can change from hour to hour, uh, depending on you know what might be going on in your life. But it's it's been a very important thing for me, and it's allowed me to then have better interactions with people and move from a place of reacting to a place of being able to respond. And so mm-hmm. now I can mm-hmm. actually meet other people where they're at, and I feel especially as an empath, that I have a better and stronger ability to understand where other people are at rather than just trying to meet them there, uh, but have a little bit of a deeper insight as to what might be going on with them in their day, in their life. With, and, and if we begin to really have those conversations in their in their mental health. Mm, I love that. I love that. And would you identify yourself as a, a highly sensitive person you said empath I, I would i would put myself in both of those categories definitely uh-huh. definitely highly sensitive and i used to think you know why am i reacting this way why am i taking this so personally it's uh especially if it was just some 
really constructive feedback. Uh, I would suddenly, you know, go down the rabbit hole of, uh, you know, well, here, what, like, why, what? Um, I, I was really only trying to to do this, and and I would dwell on it, and the imposter syndrome would creep in, and all those things. So, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely, I would say a highly sensitive person, an empath, and I'd mm-hmm. check all mm-hmm. those boxes. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like that's so important to know about ourselves and and to accept and begin to love about ourselves too. It's like, I'm allowed to have big feelings. I'm allowed to be in my big emotions, but it's also important to meet myself where I am in that so that I can really like inventory my energy and see like, can I show up for other people today? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, if I do, what might that look like today? Yeah. Can I even <laughs> show up for myself today? Right, right. And and so I think that flows very nicely into the question of, you know, what is meant by f- a fluid healing journey? Sure. So for a while, I was calling my healing journey and healing journeys in general nonlinear. And mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. harkened back to my finance days. And I started to hear a lot of people use nonlinear. And I thought, okay, I need to, I need to change that, right? If if everybody's saying nonlinear, nonlinear, and so water is a super important part of my life. I ski for a living in the winter, so that's frozen water, and I need to be uh, on around or on the beach at some time during the year. And so water is also one of my one of my elements and signs. And so I started to really think that you know it. It's fluid. It's ever changing. It's you know, if you think about you know, when people say nonlinear, sometimes you're you know you're heading in a in the straight direction for quite a while, and suddenly kind of veer off, and there's a little bump in the road, and you know, and then you take out your toolbox and do some of the work, and you get back on the path. And when I think about fluid, it it reminds me more of a river, right? So this this journey that you're on really isn't a straight line. It curves, and sometimes there's a rock that's in the way, but water has this amazing way of as it approaches the rock, it doesn't stop at the rock. It figures out, okay, maybe I'll go around the rock to the left, or I'll go around the rock to the right, or I can go up and wash over the rock and continue along. And and so that's how I've thought about my own personal journey. And when I encounter bumps in the road or roadblocks, I'm not going to let them stop me. I'm going to figure out what is it that I need to do at that particular time to be able to go around it or move through it. Uh, and it's always, it's always changing. It's always changing shape. And it certainly doesn't look like a straight line. And so living here in Colorado, where we're surrounded by rivers and, and at different times of the year, those rivers can be very placid, uh, or they, they can really start to, you know, become class four and class five rapids as, as Mm -hmm. we're about to see as all the snow melts off here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, and so even with that, Sometimes things can be very calm. Uh, you know, the water looks very glassy. And other times you can see it, you know, slamming against the rocks and creating these interesting whirlpools. Uh, but we all have the ability to find our way around and through and up and over. And and so that's really when I began to change how I was looking at the journey overall. Yeah. And for me, it, one, that's just such a beautiful word picture. And I think that's very helpful for our audience. But that is also so 
closely connected with meeting yourself where you are, because once you've identified that this is a a fluid journey, you know, it's not linear. It's not like I'm going to continue to make progress. I mean, in this field, we say three steps forward, two steps back all of the time Mm -hmm. and trying to like really you know, be realistic and have healthy expectations about what a journey looks like. And it is fluid, you know, like we have good days, we have bad days, we have good months, we have bad months. Um, And that's okay. I believe that, you know, whatever you're dealing with, you probably find yourself on a spectrum. And when you find where you are on that spectrum, even that depends on your mood, depends on your hormones, depends on your circumstances, depends on what side of the bed you woke up on. I mean, it depends on so much. So like noting that it's fluid and noting that you can show up for yourself anywhere on that and give yourself grace. That's, that's huge. I love Thank that. Thank you. Yeah, no, you're so right. And, and even I was, I was thinking as you were saying that, you know, sometimes it's three steps forward, two steps back. <laughs> I, I would even say sometimes it's three steps forward, four steps back. And then with those four steps, suddenly when you've when that's happened and you've had a little bit of a chance to sit in it, now you leap forward five or six steps. And that's where the real growth comes. The growth, uh, I feel, doesn't come from times when everything is going really well. Those are often the times we kind of take our eye off the ball. And and. I've been guilty of it many times in my own mental health journey of thinking, great, finally, it's over, right? <laughs> and and often that's when suddenly something happens and, and I'm like, where did that come from? But that's when I really have to sit down and I have to do all that self-reflection and think, okay, what changed the course of those events? Mm-hmm. Why did this water suddenly become a rapid and where did that rock come from? Uh, and then once I work through that and figure that out, I'm back on the uh, I'm back on the boat, right? And you know, moving down the river again, and and I've moved further and further into my journey than I I had before. I totally agree with you, and I feel like anytime we find ourselves in the four steps back, it just indicates it's time for another growth spurt. You know, yep. there's there's more to be learned, more healing to occur. So it's like buckle up and get ready for that ride. I call it the after action review. When you find yourself slipping backwards, it's a great place to find yourself because you're going to do that after action review that says, okay, what led to me, you know, the stumbling block? Is there something more I can learn um, so that I don't find myself here again? I might, I'm going to fall back again, but maybe not to the same spot. Exactly. Um, exactly. Uh, the wise words of my therapist. Uh, it was a. It was about eighteen months ago, and I was kind of falling back into a, a dark place. And and I remember calling her and and saying, I "Can't believe this is happening again." And 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 she just said to me, "You should be thanking your brain right now because this is your brain's way of telling you that you're ready to go and do the deeper work." And that's really that's stuck with me ever since. It's an invitation. It, yeah. It's hard to see it as that in the moment. In the in moment, all those yes. feelings, in all the feelings, but it is an invitation and I believe we can start to receive it. <laughs> hey, listen up. You don't want to miss out on this. 
Wise Mind Enterprises and Lightning in a Bottle Digital Courses are offering direct impact listeners deep discounts of up to 25% on their course offerings. Say what? 25%? That's right, Edward. Just visit www.lightninginabottle.biz backslash courses to pre-order and save big. These courses are carefully curated with you in mind. Hey, Madison, did you know Lightning in a Bottle works with credentialed licensed professional psychotherapists to create life-giving content that is sure to make an impact? I did, and I'm super excited about their new courses. Me too. New digital courses include The Antidote to Reactive Living, Healing Body Betrayal, Escaping the Perfectionism Paradox, Essential Truths to Support Your Recovery, just to name a few, and with more life-enhancing courses coming down the pipeline. And if 25% savings still leaves you on the fence, well, how about this? The first 20 people to pre-order will receive 50% off a second course of their choosing. I don't know about you, but I need at least two of those courses. So visit www.lightninginabottle.biz backslash courses today and enter the promo code IMPACT to receive massive savings on valuable courses. Oh, side note, Lightning in a Bottle offers more than just courses. They offer a recovery and life enhancement community, and they are always interested in hearing from you. If one of these courses didn't resonate with you, well, let them know what you're looking for on your journey because your voice is valued and vital. Alrighty, my friends, pre-order or engage with Lightning in a Bottle at www.lightninginabottle.biz. Invest in you today, and don't forget your promo code IMPACT. So how important is community in the process of healing or how important has it been for you? Community is everything. Uh, and it, it's it's been everything for me. When I think about the two paths that I was on, right? I was on one where I didn't share with anybody. I didn't tell anybody. It was a secret. I thought I was broken. I thought I was unfixable. And I was living in my own personal nightmare, if you will. And once I started to talk and once I started to share with people, that's when I recognized I wasn't alone. And as we talk about on our show, everyone has their story and no two stories are exactly alike. They're like fingerprints. Each story is unique. However, mm -hmm. there are there are threads, there are commonalities in 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 stories where we can we can share with one another and mm -hmm. say, oh wow, OCD, just like you did earlier on our recording. And we kind of had that that moment where we both, you know, experience OCD. We know what it is. And you can suddenly become comfortable knowing that there are other people out there that are just like you. And when I talk about community, I talk about uh, my healing team because that is something that I really credit to you know me being where I'm at today. And for your audience, it's a really cool thing. Uh, if you've never heard of a healing team, in many ways, it's uh, it's kind of like your five. If we go and we go back to COVID. Uh, and when we had those, when we had pods and you could only be with, you know, five people and who are those five people you were going to pick. So for me, when I think about my healing team, it's who are those people that I want to have in my very, very, very close inner circle who I know I can trust, who I know are not going to pass judgment, who I know are going to listen when I need them to listen. And they come from all different aspects of my life. So it's my wife, it's my therapist, it's a couple of extremely close friends, it's another family member. And I know 
that those people are in tune to what's happened to me in my past and the things that I'm working on currently. And so they can check in with me and ask me, how are you? They will often spot the signs of Mm -hmm. what's Mm -hmm. happening before yeah. I'll feel it internally. I see you nodding. Yes. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I think we're that's often, the beauty. That's the beauty yeah. of it right there is them them yep. seeing it before we can see it because of our blinders. So it's exactly. Beautiful. And and sometimes I'll re- even realize that I'm kind of pushing, pushing it away and saying, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And a couple of days later, I realize, yep, they were onto something. And, and then I can start to piece that thread back together. Uh, and I think the other important thing with community is the more and more people we can have understanding what we're going through, but also sharing stories. You know, I talk about it like building a house brick by brick by brick. It's like building this community brick by brick. And in many ways, that's what's going to shatter the stigma around having mental mm-hmm. health conversations. Mm-hmm. And it's really what our podcast is is built upon. Mm-hmm. And how do we work to build humility and empathy without community? We can't uh, build can't. those things in isolation. And so no. that's why we're a big you know, proponent of community as well. You know, you see the sign behind me, maybe not all the way, but it says lightning in a bottle. Bottle, yep. And what we do at lightning in a bottle is we create courses, we do coaching, and we have a community because we believe in that healing team that you're talking about and and wrapping around that individual, especially in their darkest times. Yeah. Love that. Right. Yeah, yeah. So for our listeners, you have a call to action, something they can do this week. Oh, I absolutely do. And it's going to encompass, I think, all of the things that we spoke about here today. And so I would challenge your audience. And it's something that we talk about quite a bit. It's something that I I do now in my own day-to-day life. And so I would say, reach out to a close friend and ask them, look them in the eye when you do this, and ask them, how are you doing? And wait to see what they say. Mm. Uh, Because oftentimes, especially in the US, friend of Brian brought this to my attention. In the US, when we ask, how are you doing? It's, It's actually this weird kind of like just greeting. And and I remember him saying to me, well, in Europe, when we ask, how are you doing? We're ready to sit down and have a cup of tea and, and have a two-hour conversation. And so it's it's an exercise in two things. It's an exercise in active listening. It's showing that you really want to hear how somebody's doing and what's happening in their life. But it also changes the conversation from a series of close-ended questions where Often we, especially when I think back to, uh, m- you know, my mental health journey, I was the master of answering closed-ended questions. How are you doing? Good, fine, and I'd be able. To, I would just move on. Mm-hmm. And so, when you ask your friend, uh, family member, loved one, whoever it may be, how are you doing? If the answer comes back as good, then look at them, slow it down a little bit, and go, no, 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 no. How are you really doing? And I think what you'll find is when you have that open-ended question, you really welcome in wanting to hear what's going on in someone's life, and you 
be the first person to ask them that day, that week, that month. And it gives them an opening to kind of to share things and get that dialogue started. And, and you may in fact find that somebody who you thought was, I'm using air quotes, Mm -hmm. normal or fine, Mm -hmm. may be struggling with something just like you. And you might be able to help them in a way that someone else was able to help you before. So yeah, I think that's a great, that's a great um, call to action and invitation to be intentional in your relationships and to really connect um, even with strangers. So when you ask, how are you doing? And they give you that one word answer, good, great, fine. It's usually fine, which I always say stands for freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. Correct. <laughs> so when I hear fine, I usually fine. pause over that. Okay. Uh-huh. You know, get a little curious about that word, but I love what you said. Look them in the eye, pause, deep breath. How are you doing? And hold that hand on that heart that says, how is your heart? Mm-hmm. You know, not how are your behaviors? How's your heart? I love that. That's yeah. so good. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. We've started, Mark and I, that we've, when we started the show, we really took that on as a challenge. And it's interesting mm-hmm. to see some of the different responses that we've had uh, because, you know, early on people who, who weren't aware of, of what we were doing would tend to look at us. And as we would start to, you know, talk about what was happening, you could see them getting fidgety and getting a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, uh-huh. But I think uh, at least in in our community, we've, we've started to change that narrative. So people know if they just want to greet us, it's just kind of a, Hey, what's up. Uh, and if they were, if they really want to know what's going on, uh, and if they're, if they're ready and in a space to hear it, then that question will come. So it's been, it's been kind of fun to see how that's progressed over the past couple of years. Oh yeah. I lived that out actually this morning when I walked in to the office and I was greeted by one of our brand new interns. She's precious. She's so sweet. She was so excited. And she said, good morning. How are you? And I said, well, it's been a really shitty morning, but thank you for asking. (laughs) If you you ask me, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. And I'm sure in her mind, if you could have those thought bubbles from cartoons when we were kids, or uh, she was probably thinking, why did I ask this? That was abs. It's Friday. That was not the answer I was looking for. I just wanted to hear good so I, you know, I could go on with my day. But yeah, it's the importance of understanding what's a greeting versus what is um, an invitation for conversation. And I think if if I could leave just with one thing, you know, I think as a society as a whole, we really need to get better at listening with our ears and not listening with our mouths because I think I, I think that's really you know where we've drifted off to and um whether it's you know just sitting back and listening to uh, a conversation with a friend or sitting down and listening to music and really connecting with those lyrics um i think i think we'd we'd all be in a much better place if we learned how to be better active listeners Mm, okay i'm going to end on that note where can our listeners find you and survivor to thriver Sure. So our podcast is called From Survivor to Thriver, and you can find it wherever you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are released each and every Tuesday morning. Uh, You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Uh, It's Eric, E-R-I-K, DeRosa, D-A, 
R-O-S-A. And I'm always welcome to hear from people who listen to our show, people who might be listening to your show, Andrea, if you have Mm -hmm. questions. If you have comments, if you have feedback, if you have a particular topic on an episode that you might want to hear, we're always we're always interested in in hearing from people and and helping people along with their own journeys. And and I will say, if you are looking to put together your own healing team and you don't have anybody in your life who you feel comfortable kind of sharing that story with, I'm I'm always available to to be that person to to listen and and to help uh, and to help guide and and as we say on the show, we we see ourselves as a resource connecting those who are looking to have conversations with resources, and so we're always happy to point you in the right direction. Thank you so much. Today, we've been talking with Eric DeRosa. Thank you so much, Eric. Today, you've made a direct impact. Thank you. Does anyone else feel like they just earned an extra brain wrinkle? Do you feel like that went by way too fast and just cannot wait till the next episode? Then leave a review and share this episode with a friend, a loved one, a coworker, or whomever, because your valued feedback makes a direct impact. Thank you for dropping in. Snaps to you because you have made a direct impact by listening to this podcast. Make sure to follow us on social media and stay tuned every week for a new episode of Direct Impact with Andrea Epstein. Here is our disclaimer and legal language. Yes, I'm a psychotherapist, but guess what? I'm not your psychotherapist, and I need to be clear that this podcast is solely for enhancement, education, and entertainment purposes only. It is in absolutely no way a replacement for professional counseling services. If you feel like you need additional support, we strongly encourage you to seek that out today.